What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor Kieran Culkin in the movie Don't Look Up. First, let's talk about the career of actor Kieran Culkin. Like his brother, Kieran was a child actor, appearing in both Home Alone films with his then-more-famous brother, Macaulay. He then co-starred in both the Father of the Pride films with Diane Keaton, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Kimberly Williams. He also appeared in She's All That with Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook, and Kevin Pollack, and The Cider House Rules with Tobey Maguire, Michael Caine, and Charlize Theron. We always think of the Culkins, we think of McCully, but the Culkins as a family have three former child stars. The biggest, of course, was McCully with Uncle Buck in the Home Alone films and My Girl, and then you add Kieran and also their younger brother, Rory, who was in You Can Count On Me and Signs as a child. All three were really good for kid actors. For Kieran, 2002 was the year that he became more than just the kid in a movie with two films, The Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, co-starring Emile Hirsch and Jenna Malone, and in that same year, he gave his first leading role in Igby Goes Down with Susan Sarandon, Jeff Goldblum, Claire Danes, Ryan Phillippe, and Amanda Peet. I think both films are really interesting. They kind of show you where Kieran Culkin's career is going to go. Like, The Life of Alter Boys is a really weird, strange film, but you can tell that Emile Hirsch has movie stardom in him, and you can tell that Kieran Culkin is special. In the years since, in movies, he's given scene-stealing supporting performances in Limelight with his brother Rory and Emma Roberts, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World with Michael Sarah and Anna Kendrick, Margaret with Anna Paquin, and Wiener Dog with Greta Gerwig. Culkin definitely has a type of person he likes playing over and over again, Razor sharp, witty characters. He's done it in movies like Igby Goes Down as Igby, a character who always insults his mother's parenting skills and his brother's prep school demeanor. In Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as Wallace, Scott's best friend who mocks his dating life. In the movie Infinity Baby as a character who openly mocks women's needs for commitment. And on television in succession as Roman Roy, who will literally say anything that is on his mind and has zero filter. If Culkin is in a movie or television show, he is usually given the best lines of dialogue. He's the master of one-liners and delivers them so naturally, he always fits the project he's in. He's not over the top. Sometimes when actors play comedic relief roles, they don't feel like they are in the same project as the other actors. Culkin does the exact opposite. He elevates the movies and shows he's a part of and has great chemistry with his co-stars. He's got that rare ability to be naturally funny in dramatic moments. Just watch Succession Season 3 finale and you'll see what I'm talking about. My two favorite Kieran Culkin performances are as Roman Roy in Succession. He's at the same time playing the funniest and saddest character in television. I believe his character, like his siblings, he's not a bad person. He's just acting that way because he thinks that's what his father wants him to be. I love his scenes with Jeremy Strong and Sarah Snook. I also think every season Kieran has gotten better at playing the character. And my other favorite Kieran Culkin performance is as Igby in Igby Goes Down. This is the best performance in a movie he has given yet. He has great chemistry with Claire Danes and I love the scenes where he insults his brother played by Ryan Phillippe. What's interesting about 
about the character of Igby is in some ways he's similar to Roman Roy in that he has a weird sense of humor. The big difference is Igby rejects his family wealth and wants to build a life of his own while Roman is obsessed with and chasing his family's fortune. It's impressive that Culkin is able to play both type of characters. I think another massive similarity between both characters is they don't know how to deal with their issues with their family. I mean, Igby is more vocal about why he doesn't like his family, but he's not willing to deal with those issues head on. I mean, the character of Igby and Igby Goes Down basically runs away from his home. While the character of Roman Roy, even though his father openly mocks him, thinks that at the end of the day, he won't let anything bad happen to him. And that's just not the reality. For people who are fans of Succession, I highly recommend you check out Kieran Culkin's movie, Igby Goes Down. I think you'll really enjoy it. The most underrated performance of Kieran Culkin's career is as Wallace and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Sometimes the witty best friend role can be annoying. That is not the case with Culkin in this movie. There's one scene in the movie where Wallace tells Scott's then-girlfriend Knives, you're too good for him. It's an hysterical moment. I also love his interactions with Anna Kendrick in this movie, how he tattles on Scott to her and he ends up stealing her boyfriend and he's brilliant in the scene with Chris Evans. He's so good in this movie. I wish he had more scenes. What's so fascinating about Kieran Culkin's career is you can see how all the characters connect. You can see the Roman Roy in Wallace and you can see how playing Igby leads to him playing Roman Roy. Not a lot of actors you can see the connection between their roles but it's so evident when you look at Kieran Culkin's career. It all leads up to him playing Roman Roy in Succession. My favorite character on television right now. I mean if you're not into Succession what are you waiting for? There are so many great performances. I love Jeremy Strong as Kendall and Brian Cox as Logan but what keeps me going back is Kieran Culkin as Roman Roy. The character almost reminds me a little bit of Ari Gold, the character played by Jeremy Piven in Entourage. That character would openly mock the people he supposedly loves. Like I love that type of character who will just insult anyone and that's what Roman Roy is on Succession. He's my favorite character on TV right now. Kieran Culkin deserves an Emmy for playing this character. He's the best supporting character on television right now. And maybe the best compliment I can give Kieran Culkin is even though he's playing a terrible human being, I am rooting for Roman Roy to be successful and I don't know why. And I think it's all about the performance. He's that good as the character. As a child star, Kieran was overshadowed by his brother McCulley, but as an adult, he has certainly made a name for himself. Here are the Kieran Culkin performances I highly recommend you check out. The Dangerous Life of Alter Boys, Igby Goes Down, Lime Life, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Margaret, Wiener Dog, Infinity Baby, Succession, and No Sudden Move. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie No Sudden Move. Here's a quick synopsis. Michigan State grad student Kate DiBiaschi, with help from her professor Dr. Mindy, discovers a deadly comet headed towards Earth and struggles to get people to take the threat seriously. The film stars Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Himesh Patel, and Ron Perlman. This was one of my most highly anticipated films of 2021, and for the most part, it lived up to the insane amount 
amount of hype. The standout performances come from Jennifer Lawrence in her first film since 2019, and this feels like a bit of a bounce back for Lawrence. After being nominated for an Oscar in 2015 for Joy, she starred in X-Men Apocalypse, which is just okay, Passengers, which was a critical and financial bomb, Mother, which I liked but was super polarizing and controversial, Red Sparrow, which was super forgettable, and Dark Phoenix, which is just downright bad. Don't Look Up is definitely a return to movie star form. She's charming and hilarious in the movie. She also has like the funniest bit in the movie. I mean the bit keeps returning about how she paid for snacks when she wasn't supposed to. It's the funniest thing in the film. Then as the co-lead you have Leonardo DiCaprio who is playing not his usual suave character but a dorky scientist who isn't used to getting a lot of attention. It feels like with every great Leo performance there's a great moment that goes with it and Wolf of Wall Street when he's giving a speech to motivate his employees and once upon a time in Hollywood the scene with the flamethrower in the pool and he gets one in this movie where he gives an incredible speech if he gets nominated for an Oscar for this performance it will be because of that speech Rob Morgan has become one of the most reliable supporting actors he's great in Mudbound Monsters and Men The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Just Mercy, The Photograph, and Greyhound. You hope Don't Look Up helps him get more attention. I mean, this guy, I would love for Rob Morgan to get an Oscar nomination for his performance in Don't Look Up. He is great, especially in his scenes with Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. We as a society should stop being surprised when Kate Blanchett is brilliant in a movie, but I was super surprised at how great she was in this film. She is playing a Fox News type show host. She's always the most interesting thing on screen. It was cool to see her reunite with Leo after The Aviator. Also in Don't Look Up is Mark Rylance who has for a while now been giving killer supporting performances in Bridge of Spies where he won an Oscar, Dunkirk, Ready Player One, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. In Don't Look Up he's playing a Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk type CEO who will risk humanity in order to make a profit. And finally Timothy Chalamet, the most impressive thing about Chalamet is his willingness to take supporting roles. His two best performances this year were character roles in the French Dispatch and in Don't Look Up, not his leading role in Dune, which is fine, but in the French Dispatch and Don't Look Up, he shows his range as an actor. He also has great chemistry with Jennifer Lawrence. Give me a romantic comedy starring the two of them immediately. Leonardo DiCaprio will next star in Martin Scorsese Killers of the Flowers Moon with Jesse Plemons, Robert De Niro, and Brendan Fraser. It will be the sixth time DiCaprio has worked with Scorsese. Jennifer Lawrence will next star in Red, White, and Water with Brian Tyree Henry and Bad Blood, which will see her reunite with Don't Look Up director Adam McKay. Mark Rylance's next films include The Outfit with Zoe Deutsch, Johnny Flynn, and Dylan O'Brien, The Way of the Wind with Sir Ben Kingsley, Joseph Fiennes, and Aidan Turner, and Bones and All with Tim Timothy Chalamet, Taylor Russell, Michael Stuhlbarg, Andre Holland, Chloe Sevigny, and Rob Morgan will next star in Winning Time, the HBO series about the 
80s Showtime Lakers. Let's talk about the writer and director of Don't Look Up, Adam McKay. And I liked McKay's earlier films starring Will Ferrell, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, and the other guys. But since 2015, I've loved the films Adam McKay has made. He's directed The Big Short, a film that I watch all the time. Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, and Steve Carell are so great in that film. It was also the first time I saw Jeremy Strong on screen and Vice, which some feel is polarizing. I love this film. Bale's Dick Cheney is unreal, and I thought Sam Rockwell was great as George W. Bush. His earlier films are funny and silly, but his later films are still comedic, but they are about heavy subject matters, and they are also filled with movie stars. The Big Short is about the 2008 housing crisis. It features Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale, and Brad Pitt. Vice is about how even though Dick Cheney was vice president, he was the one calling the shots. Again, you have Christian Bale, you have Steve Carell, you have Amy Adams. And Don't Look Up is about a lot of things. It's about how it feels like people don't believe the truth even when it's facts. It's also about how we as a society usually react too late to fix obvious problems. You can't watch this movie and not see similarities with how we deal with a global warming crisis. McKay is also an executive producer on Succession. He directed the pilot and he's an executive producer and director on Winning Time, the show about the 80 Showtime Lakers. I think as an audience member, I'm super easy to please. Give me an interesting movie filled with some of the biggest movie stars in the world and I will probably enjoy those movies. And that's what Adam McKay is giving me. And as long as he keeps giving me that, I'm going to be satisfied. That being said, I really like the movie and it had some really funny moments and I agree with a lot of what it was saying, but this movie is not perfect. There are some things I did not enjoy, including Meryl Streep as the president and Jonah Hill as her son and the chief of staff. I love both of them as actors and their performances are fine in the movie, but their characters felt a little too on the nose about the state of American politics. Streep is basically playing a fill-in for Trump, and Hill is basically playing Jared Kushner. I also think it's a fair critique to criticize the bleak ending of this movie. To watch this movie for two and a half hours and then for it to resolve in the way that it does, it kind of feels unsatisfying. And I get it. That's the point. I think maybe there could have been a smarter way to give us not a happier ending, but a more positive ending and still tell us we're in trouble as a society. It will be really interesting to see how well Don't Look Up does at the Oscar because guess what? This movie has gotten some lukewarm reviews. I think it will get a Best Picture nomination even though Adam McKay's last film was divisive. It also got nominated. I think it will get nominated for Best Original Screenplay. McKay won that award, Best Screenplay for The Big Short, and he was nominated for Vice. And there's a shot he's nominated for Best Director. He was previously nominated for The Big Short and for Vice. As far as performances, Leo is Leo, so there's a good chance he gets in as a lead actor. He's been nominated for his last three roles in The Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant, which he won, and for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd like Lawrence to get a nomination. I think Jennifer Lawrence gives the best performance of the movie, but I don't see that happening. 
And I think Kate Blanchett will get a Best Supporting Actress nomination either for Don't Look Up or for Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. And I think the song Just Look Up will and should be nominated for Best Song. And I want to talk about Ariana Grande's involvement in this movie because I was impressed with her not only as an actress, but she also seems like she's self-aware of what modern pop stardom is really like. I don't think a lot of other celebrities would have played this role. Like, I don't think Mariah Carey would have played this role in Don't Look Up. This movie has me excited to see her in the movie Wicked. Like, I want to see Ariana Grande be a movie star. I think maybe she can pull it off. There's an interesting trend with movies lately, where these movies full of all-star A-lister cast members are getting divisive reviews. Last year, you had The Trial of the Chicago 7. That movie was filled with a lot of well-known actors, and I really like that movie, but a lot of people did not. And then this year, with The House of Gucci, The French Dispatch, and now with Don't Look Up. And I like to say this, I like all of these movies and want as many movie stars in my movies as humanly possible. I don't care how big their roles are. I don't care if it's just to get attention that you have this A-list cast. I don't care. My favorite movies are ones that are filled with tons and tons of movie stars. I love Ocean's Eleven. I love The Departed. Those movies have so many A-listers in smaller roles. Martin Sheen is barely in The Departed, yet he's really good in that movie. I get it. Some people look at these movies and go, well, it's so stupid that Elizabeth Moss is in two seconds of Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, where she could be the lead of any other film. I don't see it that way. I see it as these people want to work with the best directors. These A-listers want to work with Aaron Sorkin. They want to work with Adam McKay. They want to work with Wes Anderson and Ridley Scott. I mean, that's why they're in these movies. In my opinion, these movies usually end up being really, really good. And in 2022, you will have a David O. Russell film with a stacked cast, Bullet Train, The Batman, The Northman, and another Wes Anderson film, all with an A-list cast. This is the future of movies. There will be less movies and more event movies filled with all-star casts. I think we're going to have to get used to Timothy Chalamet taking supporting roles in big movies. I think we're going to have to get used to seeing Elizabeth Moss in two minutes of movies because that is the future of movies. And if actors want to keep on acting, they're going to appear in these kind of movies, even if they are in lesser roles. I don't understand the bad reviews of Don't Look Up. It delivered on everything I wanted it to be. It gave every massive movie star a moment to shine. It's a fun satire paying homage to classics like Doctor Strange Love and Network. Definitely Leonardo DiCaprio's speech in this movie feels like it came out of Network. It's one of my favorite things about it was seeing movie stars like Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and Timothy Chalamet on screen together. These are the three biggest movie stars of this era right now, and they're in a movie together. Chalamet is constantly compared to Leonardo DiCaprio. He's been called the Leonardo DiCaprio of his generation. It was cool to see them have a moment in a car. It doesn't matter what movie it was in. I enjoyed seeing them together. I like it when movie stars are on screen together. And in that way, Don't Look Up delivered on everything I wanted it to be. Is it the best movie of the year? No, far and away it's not that. But it's a movie I really enjoyed and I highly recommend you check out the movie Don't Look Up. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new 
episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week, I put the spotlight on the career of actor Kieran Culkin and the movie Don't Look Up. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actress Charlize Theron and the movies No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig and Rami Malek, and Being the Ricardos, starring Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.